everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This week we are talking about Let's Quit Together, which I'm just going through different behaviors and mindsets this week that we should all quit doing, quit just experiencing and quit just working through in our lives because they're not benefiting us at all whatsoever. And today's episode, we are going to talk about quit being codependent. So codependency is a crutch and a reliance on others because your emotional needs were not met. You know, generally in your childhood, this is generally when it it starts uh, because you are lacking the emotional or physical or spiritual needs and those things are neglected. So you want to find that in someone else and you have a greater pull to them, a greater grab on them because you didn't get it then. So you don't understand how to regulate those feelings and needs. So you tend to lack boundaries, have a poor sense of yourself and low self-esteem And you are generally a people pleaser. It all like kind of twists together. And codependency can develop in all sorts of different relationships. You know, not just romantic relationships. You know, it can um, uh, work with even like uh, an employee and a manager kind of situation, even with friendships. So it's not just tied to like in a a partner or a spouse situation. It can uh, come up in different relationships. And I want you to know that this type of behavior goes well, well beyond wanting to take care of someone that is, you know, might be struggling or feeling comforted by the presence of that person, or even occasionally making sacrifices for the person you love or the person that you care for or that you are concerned about. Because a lot of people will make the excuse that the reason that you are acting in codependent behaviors, and they wouldn't call them that, of course, because uh, they don't want to identify with that, but the reason that they're acting in codependent behaviors is because of one of the things I just mentioned, you know, you think that you're doing the right thing. You think that you are, you know, helping them out and just being there for them, um, like in a casual basis, but that's not really what's happening, you know, cause the things I just named, you know, making sacrifices for people you love and, you know, just being comforted by, by being with them. Like those are normal things, but this codependent ha- behavior goes well beyond that. And the general idea of codependency if you are unaware, is an imbalanced relationship where one person has the need to be wanted by the other person. Like you, that person wants to be needed by that other person. They thrive on that. They are feeling stronger and stronger the more that other person acknowledges that they need them in their life. And this person will sacrifice their own needs to care for the other person. You know, one person would be identified as the giver, which is the person with these codependent tendencies and behaviors. And the other person is the taker, the one that is essentially enabling that person and expressing that they do need that other person, hence continuing the cycle forever. You know, and it's pretty hard to get out of the cycle of codependency because if the taker continues to enable the giver, it's harder for the giver to realize what is wrong. It's harder for them to realize that they're in this terrible cycle that will not end until they make the decision to stop it because it's pretty unlikely that the taker, especially if it's been going on for so long, will end the cycle because they are getting so much benefit from it, right? And if things are going so well and if you choose not to tap into your conscience and really think about what would be best for both of you, then... It's going to be on the giver to escape this terrible circle, this terrible cycle that both of them are getting getting caught up in. So, but 
If you're unsure whether or not you're in a codependent relationship, here are some common, I would, I would, I wouldn't necessarily classify these as like symptoms, but kind of symptoms of codependent behavior. So the first one would be feeling like you have to walk on eggshells to avoid potential conflict. You know, you don't want to like say anything that's wrong. You don't want to upset them. You want to make sure that you tread lightly so that you can just keep the peace as much as possible because bringing up any conflict, any issues, any arguments will just make that person not happy and your whole goal is to make them happy and to serve them and do whatever they need and not care about yourself, which really sucks. Um, Another one is having sympathy for the other person, even if they have caused you pain. So if they're mean to you, they're rude, and and they're taking advantage of you and it's very clear, but you still feel bad for them for whatever they're going through or feel bad that they have to deal with you even, you know, could even go up to a level of like that, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to deal with me and making mistakes and the way I behave and blah, 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 and not serving you well enough, all of this crap. Um, but that is generally a symptom of codependent behavior. Uh, the next one I have is the need to check in with the other person to make sure you have permission to do what you want to do. And so this would be seen as, you know, going to the other person and being like, hey, I'm just going to go out and do this and this and this. Is that okay? You're actually asking for their permission. You're actually making sure that they're not going to be upset, that you're going to go do these things, even though these might be things that you actually like need, have to do, but you're still asking for their permission because you don't want to do anything outside of what they want you to do. You want to still be in their good graces. You still want to be accepted and loved and cared for. And you don't want to do anything to mess up the relationship. Uh, The next one is apologizes, even if it's not your fault. Um, I feel like it's common for people to say sorry and apologize when it has nothing to do with them, which is something I spoke about earlier um, in a previous episode recently. But it does tie into this because even if they treat you bad, even if they treat you like the worst thing ever, you're apologizing because you still feel like it is your fault, even though it's all on them. Um, and then the last one I wanted to mention is doing things for the other person, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. So let's say that person asks you to do a task or something and be involved in something and you do deep in your gut, feel uncomfortable, feel like it's something that you shouldn't necessarily be involved in, but you do it anyway, because you feel like you have to please them. You have to do what you can to serve them and to keep them happy because you feel like that is your full time job on top of any other thing that you're doing in your life. So you you do whatever you have to do, whatever you feel like you have to do, even if it doesn't feel good or doesn't feel right, which is just one of the crappiest things ever for you to like go through that uncomfortableness and maybe feel like you're compromising your values and your morals just for this person that is providing you with this emotional need that you feel like you have to have because you need it when it's, it's, it's such a I feel like codependency can get so wrapped up in a, like a blind love or a blind respect uh, because you can't even see your way out until someone shakes you up enough to realize what is happening. So these are just some things that typically happen when involved in codependent relationships. But one of the biggest things about codependency that I want to share with you is that the giver tends to lose themselves because all the focus is on the taker. You know, you, and it's just like with people pleasing, you, you put your whole self out there. You sacrifice everything about you, anything that's important to you. You lack any personal boundaries 
at all whatsoever. And, you know, you serve this person as much as you can. And if something happens to the relationship where you guys break up or whatever, and you come out the other end, you're not going to know who you are. You're not going to know what you want. You're not going to know how you, how you want to truly feel. You know, sometimes those emotions will still resonate deep within you, but even having to, you know, raise those out of you and actually live and breathe in those feelings and emotions like you did previous to this relationship, you, it's going to be hard for you to do that because you've, you've, you know, lived so long just trying to serve someone else. And I just think it's the saddest thing ever. And I'm speaking as someone that was caught up in that for the longest time, you know, I definitely struggle with being codependent in the beginning of my marriage with my husband because I did not get the love and support and emotions growing up and my whole <laughs> growing up life was very volatile. So it, it was tough for me. And so, you know, found this wonderful man. He loves me so much for me. And, you know, all I want to do is love him as much as I possibly can because I feel like I owe it to him because he has chosen me to be his wonderful bride, you know, and, and that's not what it's about because I truly loved him. He's amazing and not loved. I do love him. He's amazing. He's still my husband. Um, but I felt like I owed it to him. I felt like I needed to take care of him. And, you know, and um, unfortunately, the cycle went on longer than it should have because, you know, he wasn't even really sure about what was going on. And he did make comments about how like, it's unnecessary and I needed to, you know, make sure I put my first self first. But I just didn't listen to any of that because I was not keen on what I was even getting myself wrapped up into. And, you know, as I got into therapy and stuff like that, I was able to understand what was happening, what was wrong. There's also a couple points where, you know, my inner emotions did start to peak up and uh, kind of boil over that really like led me to believe like, what am I doing? You know, why am I doing this? Why am I sacrificing so much and, you know, lacking the joint happiness that I had at another point? And so anyway, we're able to figure it out. No problem. Praise God for therapy. It's so great. Uh, but it was tough. It was tough. So if anyone is trying to get out of that codependency cycle, you know, it's not going to be easy necessarily. It could definitely be a lot easier than what I went through, or what someone else went through. But I don't feel like it's going to be a super cool turkey thing because it is such a behavior that can be so ingrained in you. It comes like a habit and it's hard for you to break that habit. Um, especially if you're still in that relationship of whatever type it is and you want to break it. And that's going to be a lot of change for the other person and it's going to disrupt the whole relationship, but it's going to be for the better. You just have to realize that, but it will be tough. I'm, I'm here to tell you the truth. It will be tough, but it'll be better for you in the long run because you don't want to not know who you are years later, even if you continue in that relationship. Like that's just not the way to live your life. It just really isn't. So, um, so we are going to chat about some ways to quit being codependent. I do have five tips for you today. But before that, as always, we're going to talk about the five minute reset. So if you're having a hard day, if you feel stressed, if you feel like things are overwhelming and just taking you over and just kind of suck in general, you're able to do the five minute reset, which is to take just five minutes of your time to be alone. And it's like you're drawing a line in the sand and you're deciding that at whatever point in the day that you decide to do this, Everything uh, before that is just, you're going to let it go. It's not going to trail into the rest of the day or even the next day, you know, because you don't want that. And you want to just make that decision that you're going to take whatever opportunities to learn and understand what happened and take those things with you into the future, but you're going to leave all that mess behind. And even if this is like early in the morning, afternoon, or right before you go to bed so that you don't have to carry all that worry into your sleep time, it doesn't matter. You can do it any 
time of day and it's super beneficial because it allows you to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. And you also have the opportunity to take a break from any issues or burdens that are dragging you down. Um, It's also helpful to come up with any resolutions for any problems and issues that you're currently dealing with alone or that involves someone else. In addition, I always encourage everyone to come up with a list of at least four things that you are grateful for, big, small, or medium size. You can be grateful for, you know, maybe you were able to get a new t-shirt. Isn't that exciting when you get like a new piece of clothing and Maybe it's something that you really, really like. Uh, maybe you're grateful that you saw a dog today. You know, sometimes I, I have a dog and a cat, but sometimes, no, not sometimes. Let me tell you the truth. All the time when I see a dog out, I get so happy and it gets me so excited. And I'm grateful that I'm able to just see these dogs and they're so happy and they bring me joy. And I'm sure they bring hundreds of thousands of millions of people joy because dogs are amazing. And if you don't like dogs, that's fine. Maybe you saw a cat. Maybe you saw a squirrel. It doesn't matter but you saw it and it made you happy and it made you grateful that you were able to see it and it was amazing. Maybe you're grateful that you had like a nice little lunch date, lunch to get together with friends, fam, whomever. That is always nice. Or maybe you're grateful because the world is opening up more. You have opportunity to go on vacation or go on trips and see friends and really get out there more than you have in the last 12, 13 months. So I just, there are so many things to be grateful for. You can be grateful for literally anything. The list is never ending. It's a beautiful thing. Last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day because hopefully coming up with your gratitude list and then taking a moment to really, you know, revel in the beautiful blessings and amazing things that are happening in your life, you will realize that thinking more and spending more time in the positive for your mindset will help you get through any negative times that you may go through. So if you're having a hard day, I encourage you to try the five-minute reset. It can be so darn helpful. So let's chat about some ways we can quit being codependent. Like I said, I have five suggestions. So the first one is to become aware that you're in a codependency cycle and identify your patterns. Now, I know I already mentioned that this can be really hard because if you're just so wrapped up in the cycle, there's not going to be any way for you to know, which is why if you know someone and you suspect that they are in a codependency cycle, you should try to chat with them, not accuse them, but a chat with them and try to figure out if that's what you're feeling and then try to really get them to think about the behavior that they are feeling locked into and kind of, you know... Um, shake up, shake them up a little bit in their mindset and make them really think like, wow, is this what I want? Is this what I actually really need? Do I actually know who I am? You know, you can do that. Or maybe you are someone that is in this, you know, cycle and you just come across this, this show or some sort of reading on Google or a graphic on Instagram or Facebook, or you come across something that has a list of things that resonate with people that are feeling trapped in the codependency cycle or feeling trapped and don't even know that they are feeling trapped, then just awareness. Just awareness is like the key because you have to become aware that you are in this cycle first and then you have to identify your patterns. You have to identify what you are doing to serve this other person, how you are neglecting your own self because this will give you a list to start with for how to move forward and treat yourself better and to get out of this cycle. So that's the first one. The second one is to learn what a healthy relationship looks like. So a healthy relationship does not include codependency. You know, it includes like two people that love each other for who they are. It doesn't include one person serving the other one more um, 
with like super conditions or not even taking care of themselves, you know, because there's, I don't think there's necessarily like a super even balance between most relationships. You know, some person, one person will do more in this area and the other person will do more in this area, you know, and it kind of teeter-totter is back and forth the whole time. With a codependent relationship, there's like always someone on the bottom and there's always someone on the top. So, um, but you have to learn that in a healthy relationship, it can go back and forth, you give and take. Um, and you know, and it's important to understand that in a healthy relationship, both people are secure in their self-worth and who they are and what they're all about. And it's not dependent upon what the other person says or tells them that they are. And there are compromises that are made so that there is no giver and taker so that, you know, the giver is always um, doing whatever the taker says. No, you're able to go back and forth and make decisions together. And one person may give up something this time and the other person will give up something the another time or you'll both give up something to do something together. Compromise. Um, and then there is also mutual trust, right? You will trust each other and then you will trust yourself to be able to do your best in this relationship and care for this person and be, you know, respectful and loyal to them. Um, but all of these are super important to healthy relationships. And when you're in a codependent relationship, it's not the healthiest because, you know, one person is essentially being enabled by the other person, whether knowingly or not. And it's a hot mess because one person is being used more. It's just, I don't have any other nice way to say it. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it. I don't, I don't have one, uh, but cause that's essentially what's happening. So you need to learn what a healthy relationship looks like. So you can understand that yours is not healthy. Uh, the third one is to set personal boundaries and no, you can only control your emotions and actions, not anyone else's. So set personal boundaries. I talk about this all the time. You have to set personal boundaries because if you don't, you will be walked all over and you will be used, abused, you know, pushed around. You have to set the boundaries to take care of yourself and know that you and everyone else in the world is worthy of making decisions that will protect you and not sacrificing everything that's important to you for someone else, which unfortunately is what happens in codependent relationships. But also to remember something that I talk about often as well. You are only in control of you. Only. Only. You might think that you can, you are control sorry, you might think that you are in control of someone else's feelings and emotions because they tell you that you are, that you are responsible for them being happy or sad or mad or whatever it is. That is a lie. It's a straight up lie. Yes, we all can contribute to each other how we feel, but the decision on how we feel and how we follow through with those emotions and feelings is always on the person, always on that person, right? It's not on anyone else. It's always on you not anyone else. So you have to understand that if the other person in your relationship is unhappy, it is not because of you. Despite what they may say, it's not, okay? They make the decision. And if they are deciding to project all their feelings uh, and everything that they're going through on you, that really sucks, but it's still not you. It's still not you, okay? You have to know it's still not you. Um, but those those kind of situations are so hard because you think it's you because they've told you it's you and it feels like you. Because the burden is heavy that they have placed on you, but it's not true. They just have issues of their own that they have not dealt with. So, okay. Number four, acknowledge your needs and put those first. This is really hard. It sounds really easy. It really does. Acknowledge your needs and put those first. Um, But it's hard. 
you know, it's hard to put yourself first when you haven't done it for so long. It's hard because you might have gotten into a mindset to believe that this is selfish. You may have been told that it's selfish. Um, it might be a cultural thing for you, you know, and I did struggle with this and I still struggle with this. I feel like I'm always um, putting other people's needs first, especially my family, because they're really important to me and I love them so much. And I don't like to see them struggle, but a lot of times the way that we learn things and get better and stronger is by allowing ourselves to struggle, allowing other people to struggle. You can't be the hero of everyone, which is something that I struggle with myself. So, but it's important to acknowledge your needs. Do you need alone time? Do you need to go do this, that, and the other? How, how can you take care of yourself so you feel recharged so that you can help other people more and more? You know, you need to put yourself first and understand that that is how you help more people is by taking care of yourself and recharging yourself. And, you know, the super cliche saying of like, you can't pour from an empty cup, which is true because if you are not full up with anything, then you have nothing to give. And you have to put yourself first. So you're going to burn all out and you're going to be no help to anyone. And that can cause more trouble, right? So it's important. You're important. Every single person in the world is important. You just have to own that, realize it, own it, and then actually act in it. Okay, so number five and the last suggestion that I have for you for this episode is don't let yourself suffer like you can't. I know it might not seem like it or I might, you might seem like it's like worth it, you know, because they treat you well in other ways, Um, but it's not. It's really not. Don't let yourself suffer for them. Don't engage in things that make you uncomfortable, that make you compromise your core values and your beliefs, you know? Don't let and don't let someone else abuse you. Like if someone is physically or mentally, emotionally abusing you, but they're saying that it's okay because they give you all these other things or it's okay cuz they keep you safe or whatever, it's still not a reason and it's not true. They're not keeping you safe because they're allowing themselves to be the one that's hurting you and saying that they can keep you safe because they're the only one doing it and they're not allowing someone else to do it. It's a bunch of bull honky. It just really is. So I need you to realize you can't let yourself suffer, you know? Don't let yourself suffer. That is not true love. That is not a healthy relationship. That is not something that's going to continue to grow and um, pass the test of time or whatever that phrase is. It's just not. And I, you know, if you are someone that feels like you're suffering in a relationship, please reach out to me. Um, You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me an email. Both of those are available in the show notes below. I am here for you always, no matter what you're going through, because I want to help. I want to help everyone that's going through whatever struggles they are in their regular life, because that is my passion to serve people because I feel like a lot of us suffer alone and there is no reason for that. So yes. Okay. Well, that's all of the, everything I have to say today about quit being codependent. I hope you guys have found this episode to be helpful. Again, the show notes below has all the notes and then it has where you can find me on Instagram, which come over and see me, say hi, connect, follow me. I am giving away free coffee cards to people that do that. Please come, come say hello. And um, my email address is down there too. Send me any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just say hey, hi, and hello to me. 
Also, if you want to go to my website, sabrinajoy.com, you have access to the podcast there. My YouTube feed, that's not really updated, but you can check it out. Um, Also a page for donations to donate via PayPal or Patreon, whichever you prefer if you are willing to support the show. If you are, thank you in advance. But that's all I have to share with you guys for today. Look out for the next and last episode within the topic of Let's Quit Together, which will be quit sacrificing sleep. So if that interests you, come back for that. But until next time, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.